Hello, everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Bryn Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Burdovich. This is the Week 11 NFL Pick'ems. Gage, how you doing this week, man? Doing good, Brent. How you doing? Well, kind of down a little bit after last night's uh, <laughs> events in Baltimore. Uh, but other than that, everything's just fine over here. <laughs> yeah, last night didn't go so well for you, but I feel like it would have been you know, a lot better if Burrow actually, like, played an entire game. Yeah, I, I, I believe it would have been, too. And uh, there's a little issue going on now. The NFL is investigating the Bengals and seeing why they didn't report that his wrist was hurt. And, you know, it, it looked like he had something on his wrist before the game, but he was just fine throwing until Clowney landed on his hand that play before. And then it started bothering him. So I don't know if anything will come out of that investigation, but hopefully Burrow's not out too long. I know there's a big game next Sunday that I'm going to need Burrow for, for sure. But no, uh, come on. Jake Brownie's just fine. He can do just fine for the rest of the season. If I were a Steelers fan, I would say the same thing. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it's just a, it was rough. Uh, Baltimore also didn't didn't you know come out of that unscathed either. They lost Mark Andrews for the season. Uh, Lamar was a little gimpy. Both of those plays they were tackled by Logan Wilson, and people was calling Logan Wilson an dirty player. I disagree. I didn't see anything egregious about either one of those tackles. It was football. Yeah, I have to agree. Like it, like you said, it's football. Like earlier this season when uh, Nick Chubb got hurt from Minka Fitzpatrick, people calling Minka a dirty player. Like, no, it's a a very large running back coming at me. I'm not going to tackle him up high. Like, things happen. It's the NFL. It's football. You're going to have injuries. Just because one person from your favorite team gets hurt doesn't mean you should start calling the other person who made the tackle a dirty player. Absolutely. I mean – Clowny landed on Burrow's hand. Not a dirty play. It's football. It happens. You're not going to go out there and call Clowney a dirty player just because he landed on my quarterback's hand. You know, it's just silly to me. But Baltimore Twitter last night was going crazy over Logan Wilson being a dirty player. He's not. I mean, Logan Wilson's a very good uh, linebacker when it comes right down to it. Probably top three maybe in the league. He's not a dirty player, but also looking from the Baltimore side, I mean, you got to have some excuse for if you lose, you know, the next however many games too. So, and Mark Andrews being out, very big for them considering they use a lot of tight ends in their formations. So, I mean, they had it last year too. Isaiah likely is going to have to step up again. Yeah, he's likely to be the starter for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but I'm um, just – Oh, man. So uh, that was last night's uh, disappointment for myself. Um, last week was kind of a, you know, 500 week for both of us. I went seven and six and you went six and seven gauge last week in games. Uh, we just, uh, you know, yeah. we're still hovering around the 500 area for that. I mean, we're still over, you know, 84 and 56 and then 76 and 64 for the season. I mean, it's still over 500, but, uh, yeah, you know, these games are getting a little bit tougher the later in the season they are. Yeah, definitely. It feels like we started the season, like, off, like, gangbusters. And then the past couple weeks, 
especially me, has just been so downhill. And I don't know why, <laughs> but it seems like a lot of teams that you expect to win aren't winning for whatever reason. You did call the uh, Cleveland win over Baltimore last week, and I thought that you was, you know, I don't know about that. It's going to be close, but I don't think Cleveland's going to win, especially when Deshaun went down, came back, and led him to a win, and then the news that he's out for the season. But you did call that last week. Yeah, it's weird that Deshaun can go 14 for 14 in the second half, and then after the game, later in the week, it's like, oh, surprise. He's now out for the season. Like, what What happened? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I, I was surprised as anybody when I seen that news on Wednesday. It's like, oh, okay. Well, no, I'm not, uh, not going to complain about it, especially for this week. But still, wow. So uh, while we're talking about Cleveland, let's get right into our pickums here. The first game on the mat, on the slate this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Cleveland to face the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's a one-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under in this game is 32-and-a-half. Gage, what do you think about this one? And are you going to continue the trend that you've had all year for a while, or at least for part of the season? I absolutely will be continuing that trend. <laughs> um, it surprised me after Deshaun got like, oh, you know, the surgery's going to happen, whatever. And then Cleveland – announced that they're not going to be going with P.J. Walker and actually with their rookie in Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And I believe I finally got the name right after saying it so many times this season. Uh, yes. <laughs> they're going to throw him to the Wolves against a very, very good Pittsburgh defense, a very good uh, pass-rushing game. Not so much in the secondary, but pass-rushing game. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to handle it, um, he had a little bit of NFL action earlier in the season, and he didn't do too good. Um, this will likely be a defensive battle and a lot of offensive running. The uh, Steelers are very weak in the run game, as it feels like they have been like that since they've become a franchise. But also on the offensive side of the ball, Pittsburgh finally ran for over 200 yards last week between Najee, Kenny, and Warren. And, you know, superstition is a great thing. It's been working out for me the past couple of weeks. Um, oh, This is going to hurt to say. I, I don't even think I can say it. Give me the Ohio team. I just can't say their name. But give me the Ohio team, and I uh, uh, do think they cover. Yeah. This game right here, the over-under is 32-and-a-half. I'm tempted to take the under on that one. This is going to be a defensive battle right here. These two teams have – you know, are two of the best in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. Pittsburgh last week, they gave up 19 points to Green Bay, but, you know, they still – they showed up when they needed to. Like you said, they get that running game going. I think that Pittsburgh's going to win this game because Deshaun's out, Chubb's out. That offense, I don't know what DTR is going to do, you know, what he's going to look like out there. But it's a tough first start for DTR. Is this first start or did he start earlier in the year? That's what I was trying to figure out. He played earlier in the season, but I don't know if it was a start or if it was, like, to come in and either trash time or because someone got hurt. Yeah, I remember him playing, but I, I don't remember if he started. But either way, you come in and you play a defense like Pittsburgh for your first time out, not the most ideal start for the rookie. 
<laughs> give me Pittsburgh in this one. And of, of course they're covering, but I'm taking the under in this game. It's going to be an ugly AFC North defensive battle in this. Yeah, I'll also take the under on this. And also, quick stat, um, I believe I have my numbers right here. Mike Tomlin is 28-3 and against rookie quarterbacks in his career. So let's try and make that 29-3. and I think they get it done. We'll see Sunday. Uh, that's a, it's a big matchup, too, because whoever wins this game is, you know, second place in the North right now. Yep. So we go to the NFC North for our next matchup, the Chicago Bears – Travel to Detroit to face the Detroit Lions. Detroit's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this matchup? So, Justin Fields is coming back this week, right? Like, they yes. have confirmed that? Okay, yes. cool. So, one of two things is going to happen this game. Either Justin Fields is going to have a Hall of Fame game and absolutely light up the stat sheets, or he's not going to do much of any good. Yeah, I feel like those are the only two types of games you get from Fields. And in this case, I'm willing to take the latter. I think, you know, with the Lions, they got David Montgomery back last week, and he went for over 100 yards and a score. Jameer Gibbs had two touchdowns on the ground. I think the Lions get off to a really fast start in this game, and the Bears have to become one-dimensional just to try and play keep-up. And, you know, when they usually get into that one-dimensional mode, even, you know, with Justin Fields and DJ Moore's connection, with Fields not playing the past couple weeks, don't even know if that's going to be as strong as we've seen in the past. I'm going to go with the Lions on this one, and I don't know, points-wise, hmm, I think they cover. Yeah, give me the Lions, give me the points. So with Fields coming back, like you said, he could have a great game. He could have just a normal game. I, I don't think he's going to have it this week against the Lions. The Lions' defense isn't really the best. But they've got an explosive offense. Last week against the Chargers, where they won forty-one to thirty-eight, was one of the funnest games that has been this season. All kinds of points all over the field. Detroit goes into LA, wins the game. I think it's going to be more of the same this week. I think Detroit will win this game, and I think that they will cover that spread. I don't think that it's going to be that close in Detroit. Give me the lines to win and to cover over the Bears. The next matchup, the L.A. Chargers travel to Green Bay to face the Green Bay Packers. Chargers are a three-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, this one's going to be interesting this week. I, a report came out, I believe it was yesterday, that Keenan Allen's dealing with a shorty sprain. He may play this week, but we don't know. And even if he does, he may be on a snap count just so this way they can try and keep him healthy. And the Packers, like we talked about a little while ago, they're coming off a close loss to Pittsburgh where Jordan Love, his completion percentage isn't there. He's under 60%, but his ability to make big plays downfield is incredible. Um, he had a few last week. He had a third and 16 touchdown pass um, and then a couple other big ones downfield. Uh, this one's hard. Justin Herbert's going to be throwing to like nobodies he's got joshua palmer quentin johnston they're gonna rely a lot on the run game and i think that's gonna be something green bay defensively switches switches up to try and uh, defend i'm gonna take green bay in this one i think that you know the chargers are gonna do what they normally do and blow late leads so yeah 
give me Green Bay. Give me the underdogs in this one. I was just talking just the last game about the Chargers playing a close, exciting, fun game. But like you said, Keenan Allen, he's questionable. He says he intends to play, you know, with that sprain in his shoulder. Green Bay had a good showing last week. They're at home. They seem to play a little bit better at home, whatever that is with Green Bay this year. The Chargers, from not just week to week, but from year to year, going back to the Phillip Rivers days, they always seem to underperform and underachieve and never live up to the expectations that are given to them with the talent that they have. But I'm going to go with the Packers in this one as well. I think that the Packers will win where they're at home. Uh, they got a little momentum from last week. You know, they played Pittsburgh pretty close. And the Chargers, like you said, if, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, even if he does, they're prone to blow them late leads. Give me the Packers in the home upset at Lambeau. The next 1 o'clock matchup, the Red Hot Raiders, Las Vegas, travel to Miami to face those Miami Dolphins. Miami's a 13-point favorite. Gage, do you think the Raiders will continue their two-game winning streak and make it three in a row? Yeah, we made fun of it last week, and we were like, all right, the Raiders are on a one-game winning streak, and then they win again. It's like, oh, my gosh, they're on a two-game winning streak. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Dolphins, we've seen it this year. They've had a thing of beating non-winning teams and then losing to the winning teams. The Raiders, though, are exactly 500. So they are not winners or losers. They are just playing even right now. Will they be a challenge for Miami? I doubt it. I don't see any way that Aiden O'Connell goes in there and lights up the Dolphins and is able to pull uh, Vegas to a win. I'm going to take the Dolphins here. But the 13-point spread intrigues me. I'm not going to take the points. I think, if anything, it will probably be like a 10-point game. But 13 just seems way too much. So give me Miami, but go against the spread. Raiders last week, like you said, we kind of made fun of their little one-game streak. And it turned into two. I think the streak stops here. The Sunday night game definitely lived up to the expectations or lived down to the expectations. I don't know. Not a good Sunday night game, just absolutely horrible. Defensive battle, Aiden O'Connell looks like a – like facially, he looks like a like great value brand of Derek Carr. <laughs> not not a very good, you know, option there. Josh Jacobs did have quite a bit of yards on the ground last week. But they were playing the Jets. The Jets has a pretty good defense. Their offense isn't that great. This week, they're going to face a great offense. With Miami coming off of a bye week last week, Miami, I think, rolls in this one. And I think that they will cover this spread. Give me Miami to come out on fire this week at home against the Vegas Raiders to squash the two-game winning streak. And I can't really make fun of the Raiders a whole lot because they have the same exact record as my Bengals right now. <laughs> the next 1 o'clock matchup – these games just, I mean, it's getting better right here. The New York football Giants travel to face the Washington Commanders. Washington's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this one? You know, weren't were you surprised last week to watch that Giants game 
and see the final score of what was it 49 to 17 or whatever because I certainly was not. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't a shutout. And the Giants are just in despair right now. Uh, like I just said, they took another Dallas whooping last week, and they've been outscored 89 to 17 in two games against the Cowboys this season. And it wouldn't surprise me if these types of beatings happen every week until the end of the season with good old Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Not not much to say. I'm going to take Washington. I'm surprised the spread isn't higher because I'm going to take the points. Yeah, I'm going to take the points as well, too. I think that Washington is the better team by far uh, here because – and they're not even that great. But the Giants last week, like you said, I'm surprised they even put 17 up. I know it's 49-17 for a while, and they put a couple – you know, a touchdown and a, a field goal up late. But Tommy DeVito playing quarterback, it's not it's not working at all. It's it's horrible. And this team is just going to continue on the downward spiral here. Give me Washington in this one, and I think Washington will probably cover. I mean, I can see him winning by about 10 or so. Uh, Sam Howell looked pretty good last week, you know, in a loss to C- Seattle. They had a chance to win that game. And you know, one of the one of the many walk off field goals from last week was that game there. Uh, Washington will have it a little bit easier this week against the Giants. Uh, give me Washington to win that one. The next matchup: the Dallas Cowboys travel to Charlotte to face the Carolina Panthers. Dallas, as we mentioned, coming off of that big, huge win against the Giants, face a team that's not a whole lot better than the Giants. Dallas is a ten and a half point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, Man, ten and a half. That's surprising to me. Um, The Cowboys offense, they've been pretty good this season for the most part. Besides for like one or two games, they've been pretty decent. And C.D. Lamb especially has been on fire the past few weeks. I don't think Carolina is going to be able to stop this red-hot team right now. Brace Young, I think, is going to look like, you know, a high school football player. I think he probably throws, like, two or three picks, no touchdowns, and probably held to, like, under 225 yards. I'm going to take Dallas here, and I'm definitely going to take the spread. I'm considering, like, the, the spread that it was last week for Dallas and the Giants, I'm surprised it's actually a lot lower. With uh, Carolina coming off of a bye week, giving them an extra week to prepare for the Cowboys here. The Cowboys, this seems kind of like one of those games that you think the Cowboys are going to win, but they actually drop, you know, kind of like the Arizona game earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. I think that Carolina is going to come out and – no, I, I can't go there. Dallas is going to win this game. I think Dallas is going to cover. They, you know, they, they they do play down to their opponents at some time, at some point. But like you said, C.D. Lamb right now is just on fire. And, you know, Dak's not turning the ball over as much as he, you know, has been before. If they can keep that pace again this week, like you said, Bryce Young's probably going to look like a, you know, he, a high school quarterback wishing he was back at Alabama. Give me Dallas in this one. And I don't think it's going to be close either. I think the spread is too low on that. Cowboys cover. Next one o'clock matchup is the Tennessee Titans traveling to Jacksonville to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is a seven-point favorite coming off of a 
beatdown last week that they against them from the 49ers. Do you think Jacksonville will bounce back to defeat Tennessee, Gage? I think this is going to be actually a, a very decent game. This probably has potential maybe for game of the week just because it's two average teams just throwing haymakers at each other. Will Levis, I mean, after his debut game where he had the four touchdown passes, he has thrown one interception and no touchdowns now in back-to-back games. And he may be, maybe he's looking for a little retribution because, you know, it seems like this year relationships have taken over the team. And there's been news articles and rumors and even a Will Levis video out there saying that him and his girlfriend broke up recently. So maybe he's looking for a little bit of revenge here. And I think that's actually what's going to happen. I think Jacksonville, after getting destroyed last week by the 49ers, you just have to wonder, like, what's going on with this team? They have so many pieces. They got Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, that this offense should be just, like, unstoppable. But for some reason, they are not able to gel, and I think that's going to continue. Give me Tennessee on this one. Give me the underdogs. Ooh, man. Uh... I'm going to probably roll with Jacksonville on this one. Uh, after the beatdown that they had last week, I feel like they're going to come out. They've got to win. Tennessee also had a beatdown, but this game's in Jacksonville. Tennessee hasn't looked very good the last couple of weeks. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense, I mean, you're not going to look very good against them on offense anyways, even if you have an explosive offense because that defense is so good. But he didn't look good again last week against Tampa Bay. So I'm kind of wondering, was it just that first week where nobody knew what Will Levis was about and he just found D-hop several times? I don't know. We'll see. In Jacksonville last week, the offense did nothing at all. Aside from Christian Kirk, uh, he had 104 yards receiving, but no touchdowns were scored in this game. Uh, Travis Etienne, I don't even think, got 40 yards in the game. The Jacksonville did not look very good. I know San Francisco's defense is a really good defense overall. Like I said before, everybody was – you know, once everybody's healthy, San Francisco looks like one of the better teams in the NFL. But this game right here, it's going to be close. But I think Jacksonville is going to win it, and I don't think they're covering that seven-point spread. The last 1 o'clock matchup, the Arizona Cardinals travel to Houston to face the red-hot Houston Texans who had a big win last week over a certain team. Houston's a six-point favorite. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this one. Gage, who are you liking this matchup? This is the last week for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, James Conner, they both come back. And what happens? An Arizona win. Now, granted, it was against Atlanta. So does it really say or mean anything? Probably not. This week, they get a much, much tougher uh go about against a stout Houston defense that uh, picked off a certain quarterback twice last week and was able to get them to win over um, the other Ohio team. Um, Kyler, I think he regresses a little bit this week and he won't be able to win. I'm going to take Houston here and I'm going to take the points. Yeah, last week Kyler Murray coming back and James Carter made the big difference for, for the Cardinals to win that game at home against a lesser opponent, lesser than what they're facing this week in Atlanta. Houston, on the other hand, played pretty good game last night or last week. It was decent for them. Uh, C.J. Stroud, over 300 yards again. Noah Brown, uh, the guy seems to only show up 
uh, when a certain team that he's playing, whether he's playing for the Cowboys or the Texans. I know he had 100 yards the week before as well, but really hasn't done a whole lot in his NFL career aside from playing a certain team. But Houston, I think, is going to win this game, and I think that they – I think they'll cover the spread here. I think the offense will get going again like it was last week and the week before. But that defense, man, they, like, we're talking about how hard they were hitting the Bengals and they were just bringing the fight to the Bengals on that defensive side. And that's something that Houston hasn't had for a while, and I think that's a reflection of their head coach, D'Amico Rines. Give me the Texans in this one, and I think that they cover. Now we head to the 4 o'clock matchups. Got three this week. Those Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to San Francisco to face the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco's a 12-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? So we just got done a little bit ago talking about uh, the 49ers and their beat down at Jacksonville last week. And I think this will make you happy. I think the Bucs will be their next victims, even though they beat Tennessee by 14 last week. I'm still going to go with San Francisco here. And I also think that Christian McCaffrey gets a, a touchdown to start another touchdown game streak. Give me San Francisco. Give me the points. Uh, surprisingly, I'm going to roll with you on this one here. Uh, I think the Niners are going to win. I think the Niners are going to cover. Christian McCaffrey last week did not get in the end zone, even though they tried for four straight plays to get him in to get that record, and they still couldn't get in. I'm with you. I think he gets another streak going again. After the game, uh, he was asked about it, and uh, I think he said something to the effect, uh, you know, paraphrasing here, uh, I suck. Uh, everybody else on the team scored a touchdown except for me. Uh, <laughs> I think he gets back in the end zone this week, and uh, with – Debo back. You got all your playmakers on offense. Uh, Trent Williams come back after a couple of games for the blind side for Purdy there. I think it makes a lot of difference in the way San Francisco plays with those guys out there. I think they get back to looking like they did the first part of the year when they won five in a row. Give me the Niners, of course, to beat those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think that they cover this spread. The next matchup in the AFC East the New York Jets travel to Buffalo to face the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a seven-point favorite coming off of a disappointing loss to Denver last week where Josh Allen was just a turnover machine. Gage, what do you think about this one? And what do you think about Josh Allen's turnover problem he's had since he's been in the league? So I said this last week during the pick between Denver and Buffalo. And I said that if Denver were to win, Bill's Mafia is going to go crazy and call for someone to get fired. And Buffalo was already ahead of the game on that one, as their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, has been relieved of his duties. Um, But can you really blame Dorsey for the lack of success in the Bill's offense when Josh Allen is throwing picks all the time, fumbling the ball, James Cook and other players are fumbling the ball? How do you blame Ken Dorsey for um, 12 men on the field on a field goal attempt that got shanked far right and would have gave the team the win and instead let Will Lutz, Will Lutz um, reattempt the field goal and make it? Can that all be blamed on Dorsey? No, it can't be. 
uh, I think uh, Sean McDormand Sean McDormand has a lot of um, blame to take for that loss as well, as well as the players. I mean, they got to be held accountable. You can't just be like, oh well, Ken Dorsey's gone. You know, problem solved. Miracles are gonna happen. Which is exactly why this pick will surprise you. I'm going to take the Jets this week. And and what I'm considering the surprise pick of the week, I think Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall is going to say, we don't care if Ken Dorsey's is gone. Ken Dorsey, are you gone? Who knows? I think his effects will still be with that team. Josh Allen's going to continue throwing interceptions, and the Bills will continue spiraling downward. Give me the underdogs in the New York Jets. Ooh, wow. Man, oh. I, I'm going to go with the Bills in this one. I think that they, like you said, they fired Ken Dorsey. This is going to give them a little bit of extra boost, like uh, you know how the Raiders had that boost when they fired Josh McDaniels. But the Bills last week, just that game, absolutely horrible. The Broncos took a knee with like, 20 some seconds left and no timeouts and I'm sitting there going what are you what are you doing it's fourth down now so they had to rush their kicker out on the field they rushed their kicker out on the field and Buffalo's got 12 men on the field and he misses it they had a chance to win that game they should have won that game they got a second chance with an untimed down to kick that field goal well, it wasn't untimed you know the clock was stopped kick the field goal there was an untimed down I guess I don't know anyways they kicked the field goal to win but Buffalo had a shot to win that's the point of it. I think Josh Allen still got issues. Uh, I'd say he's going to turn the ball over probably this week as well. But I think Buffalo finds a way somehow to win this game at home. Uh, if they don't win this game, I don't think firing Ken Dorsey is going to make a difference because I think McDermott will probably get canned if they lose another home game to a team that they should beat. But I think the Bills will win and uh, keep them in the playoff contention for now. And they don't cover. The last four o'clock matchup, the Seattle Seahawks travel to L.A. to face the L.A. Rams. Seattle's a one-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? There have been some weeks this year where both of these teams have made me question if they know how to play football. You've had the Rams got blown out by the Packers 20-3. to The Seahawks getting blown out by the Ravens. I don't even remember the score, but the Hawks only scored three. An AFC West matchup is usually fun to watch. And I am hoping, I am praying that that's what this is this week, is a fun game to watch. The Rams are coming off a bye, and I still think they're going to have their problems. I think Seattle is able to get Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet and that entire run game going again. I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are able to actually, you know, get open and more than just slants from Geno Smith to put them in field goal range to DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, give me, give me the Seahawks here. I'm gonna take that. And what was the spread? What did you say? One. Seahawks by one. Oh yeah. I think they definitely cover. Um, yeah, I think the Rams still have their issues. Give me the Seahawks. Give me the spread. Rams coming off of a bye. Uh, like you said, they had that beat down against Green Bay the week before. When Stafford didn't play, he was out. Stafford is on track to return this week. The Rams also signed former number two pick in the draft, Carson Wentz. I uh, don't know if we're going to get any Carson Wentz action this week. Don't think it matters. 
they're at home, but you know how home games are with L.A. Seattle, if they got fans, they're going to travel. They're going to have more fans than L.A. is there. The home field advantage don't matter. Seattle hasn't looked that – like you said, they haven't looked great getting beat down to Baltimore, barely squeaking by Washington at home last week. But the Rams have been kind of awful this year for the most part. Give me Seattle in this one, and, uh, yeah, they're covering too. The Sunday night matchup, the Minnesota Vikings travel to Denver to face the Denver Broncos. Denver's a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Both teams coming off a win. Gage, what do you think about this one? Josh Dobbs has just been incredible since joining the Vikings. And honestly, I think he deserves like some sort of award at the end of the year for being able to perform considering all he's gone under. I don't know what that award is because it probably won't be comeback player of the year, but he deserves something. Denver, I'm actually surprised, is favorited in this game. Um, I mean, they're coming off a surprising win in Buffalo, but if it wasn't like we just got done talking about, if it wasn't for 12 men on the field, they would have lost. I think Josh Dobbs, or the Pastronaut, as people have been calling him, continues uh, his success. And I think they win this week. Give me Minnesota, and for some reason, give me the underdogs. Man, this is this is a tough one here because Minnesota's been on a pretty good run here. Five straight wins. Uh, like you said, Josh Dobbs has played, you know, pretty good the last couple of weeks for a guy, you know, just showing up to the you know facility, not knowing anybody on the team, not knowing anybody's names, just being introduced pretty much during the game, and for the second week for them to come out and then beat a pretty good Saints team. Uh, I think that uh, the Vikings will come into this one here, and I think that the Broncos are going to win this one. I think that they're going to cover. They're going to build off the momentum of last week's win in Buffalo. I just think it's going to be an ugly game here. But uh, I think Denver is actually going to win this one. Uh, give me Denver and give me Denver to cover by a field goal. But this is this is going to be a it's going to be a tight one. So I don't know if this like changes your answer or not. But eight minutes ago, it was reported that they are actually listing Justin Jefferson as questionable this week. So he has a chance to make his return this week. That changes some things there. Uh, if Justin Jefferson plays, I'd say the Vikings may may win this game. But uh, I'll stick with the Broncos for now, uh, just in case. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jefferson out there, uh, that would give Dobbs somebody, somebody to throw to. Uh, but but I'll, I'll stick with Denver in this one. I'll just stick with that one. Now, for once, for it seems like in a while here, Thursday night's game was supposed to be great. We know that it didn't turn out all that good with the injuries. This Monday night game, Super Bowl rematch, Philadelphia Eagles travel to Kansas City to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite with both teams coming off of a bye last week. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? Like you said, Super Bowl rematch, I think this is going to be awesome. You're going to have Hurts versus Mahomes. Travis Kelsey is basically the number one receiver for the Chiefs. A.J. Brown is the number one receiver for the Eagles. And we could not have asked for a better offensive game for this uh, primetime game. However, I think that the Eagles this year are actually the better team. Record shows it. 
and I think stats-wise shows it as well. Mahomes has been having some issues turning the ball over this year. I think he's up to eight, maybe. I could be wrong, but I think he's up to eight. And their defense is not nearly as good as what it was last year. So I'm going to take the Eagles in a Super Bowl payback win. And I think they hand the Chiefs their third loss of the season. Give me the Eagles here. Both teams coming off of a bye Super Bowl rematch. Offenses are going to be ready to go. I think the Eagles have more fire firepower than the Chiefs do. But Chiefs are at home. This game's an arrowhead. This game's on a Monday night. Crowd's going to be wild. Give me the Chiefs in this one. I think that they cover the spread. I think that they're going to win by three. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, Mahomes and Kelsey are going to have a big game. And uh, I think the Chiefs will win uh, this Super Bowl rematch here. But it should be a great game on Monday night. Really looking forward to the Monday night game to end the week. The bye week teams this week, the Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots, and New Orleans Saints. Boy, that's a crew right there. That's a foursome. Yeah, I mean, if we could just have like a, a four-way game between these four teams, then that might be the only way it's entertaining to watch them. Yeah, just some uh, just some really mediocre to awful teams right there. Mm-hmm. And we we had a matchup last week, the Colts and the Patriots, and that that was that was great in Germany. I mean, they really got a show, like we thought. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Germany fans were just so excited to be able to watch that game and just how good Mac Jones and Gardner Minshew both did for their teams. Yeah, then they got the Bailey Zappi experience at the end, too. I mean, just full circle for them right there with the mediocre to horrible quarterbacks for those teams. Yeah, they definitely got their money's worth. Yeah, sure did. Oh, man, well. That's our week 11 pickums there. Uh, next week, Thanksgiving week's coming up, man. And, uh, you know, we'll have some Thanksgiving games. we got a Black Friday game. Football every day just about. It's awesome. It's like the best time of the year for this sport. It's so much fun. Absolutely, man. We're getting into, you know, talking about playoff pictures and everything. Uh, hopefully Joe Burrow's good to go for next Sunday's game. You know, we got to get him healthy, right? I mean, do you, do you really want him back that fast? Because, you know, he if the Bengals do make the playoffs, you know, you want to know he's 100% healthy. He could stay out a couple weeks. That's fine. I would rather have a left-handed Joe Burrow than a right-handed Jake Browning at this point in time. Come on. Jake Browning did so good last night. Oh, he led, the, he led him to a touchdown at the end. Yeah, all the momentum in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah he only cut the – uh, the Ravens lead down to two touchdowns, you know, with very little time left. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, uh, he kept them within two, you know. Yeah, yeah. Big, big improvement for him there. Great. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you got anything else, man? Um, No, nothing else. What game are you looking forward to this week since you don't have to watch the Bengals? Uh, well, I mean, if it's on the board, I'm taking Eagles Chiefs. Really looking forward to that one. That was going to be the game. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think it's going to be an offensive show, you know, showcase in this one here. Uh, But I'm really looking forward to that rematch right there. 
I'm looking forward to that one too, but if I had to pick a different team because you took that one, I'd go with the other primetime game, the Vikings and the Broncos. I don't know why. I just got this gut feeling it's going to be like a super good game. I agree with you. And last week when looking at the schedule ahead uh, and you see this game here, it didn't look as good as it does now. You know. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. All right, man. Well, we'll see you next week. And uh, thanks for joining again. And we'll see if we can have a better record than we did last week. (laughs) All righty. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Have a good one. We'll see y'all later. Yay!